Guys, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Coaches. Myself, again, joined by Dave Manzano today. Going over some interesting ways to increase intensity of training. We get into the hit versus list debate, the high-intensity interval training versus low steady-state cardio for fat loss and for calorie burn, which is one that might surprise you. I give some of my uh, favorite ways to increase training intensity. Dave does the same. It's um, Yeah, you'll take away some good training tips from this, guys. We also get into breakfasts, best breakfasts for fat loss. Um, yeah, it's a really good, dense episode. Now, enjoy, share. Any questions you've got, get in touch, please. I mean, they've always looking for new stuff to talk about, stuff that's in the media, if there's any... Um, silly stuff that you think's getting hyped and wondering whether it's um legit or not get in touch that's the kind of thing we like to talk about so yeah myself dave menzano enjoy ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of coffee with coaches i've not got a coffee today but I've got Dave Manzano in front of me. How you doing, mate? Yeah, really good, team. Just All been good. back from my, from my actually, I've been doing faster cardio, as you know. Talk about it every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, We've yeah, just been you... talking about that, but we'll get into it anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, so today we've got an episode on um, fat loss questions we, we asked for, right? And, and I mean, mm -hmm. we got a few, and I've got some in my head that I know that people will be wanting to know uh, the answer to, so... I think uh, between us, we've got plenty on the subject. What uh, What do you reckon, mate? Yes, yes. I mean, different different strategies. Unfortunately, like uh, all of these questions, even regarding nutrition, it always depends, doesn't it? Depends on the individual, and it always and, depends. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and and I think also, you know, like we spoke with also with Alex, is depending on individual. Uh, preferences, what, preferences, what fits yeah. your lifestyle, you know, what, yeah. what is, so all of these things can have yeah. a you we, know, huge role, really. We, we should probably get into a little bit about the first things first is like, if, if, you know, if you're going into a gym, I think there's a bit, uh, far too much outside emphasis is placed on going to a gym to lose weight. Whereas ideally, I don't know about you, well, I think I do know what you do, but if somebody comes to me to want to lose weight, first of all, I want to get them to love training and love getting healthy before that, yeah. that then becomes their more of a priority than, than fat loss. And, you know, it, they come kind of hand in hand initially for the first year or two, I think of somebody joining a gym, they'll get healthier and they'll get leaner, they'll get healthier and they'll get leaner and they'll get healthier and they get leaner. But, um, yeah. you know, there, there probably comes a point where, um, they might prefer to, to not focus on the fat loss and be strength orientated or um, goal orientated rather than fat loss orientated. But for the sake of today's episode, I think uh, we kind of keep it around the people we know would be stepping into a gym to, to want to lose weight, right? Yeah. I mean, as a trainer, that is always, ultimately, you know, despite what people would say, they always want to look a little bit better. And me and you always want to look a little bit better too, right? Yeah. Regardless yeah. that we say that's or not, is always, that is always going to be back of your mind. And I think in many ways though, as a, as a trainer, it's always good to set a, a different goal 
that is going to get you the weight loss, but it's going to be saying, let's say to a guy, hey, how about we're going to get you strong on a bench press or the chin-up? Because that might be more enjoyable. Or, or you know, or to a girl, we'll, we'll get you 5K up, or I don't know, or, you know, or, or your deadlift up. How about we, yeah. you know, we teach Gratifi- you how to deadlift? Like it's more of, a, it's yeah. more of a gratifying pursuit, yeah? Yeah, because also just chasing the weights is, it can be, and you know, it can be quite demotivating for a lot of people. Also because, like now, for example, since the gym is still closed, um, I've not really we been... We got us open body. today, mate. We got oh, us have, open yeah. today, yeah. No, we're still waiting, but anyway. And um, so I've been, I've been checking my weight. I've got calipers, but it's a bit difficult to do calipers by yourself. But when I'm at the gym, I've got calipers that my colleague can, can use on me. We've got body stat machines, right? Yeah. So although I've lost weight, I don't really know how much, you know, fat I've lost and, yeah. you know, how much muscle I've preserved. Because actually in the last few weeks, I've still been lifting, but a lot less. I've, I've been doing more kettlebells and, and bodyweight stuff. So things like that. So then I'm starting to wonder, yeah, I've lost like four and a half kilos. So but have I lost actually any muscle because I've not really mm. been deadlifting heavy or things like that. Just out of choice, right? Just because mm. I just wanted to switch it around a bit. So, yeah. But anyway, so so basically a couple of things really that I think that we can discuss and we can put our own input and look at uh, a little bit at what the science says as well is how about if we tackle the, the interval, the hits versus low intensity? Yeah, yeah that's, that that's, a, a, that's a good first um, sort of topic. I think we'll just, let's just explain it. I'll explain it and then what those two are and then you go into the, the fat loss side of things. So um, I'd say, I mean, it's always been around, hasn't it, hit training, but uh, about 10 years ago, I remember there being a big push towards um, high intensity interval training gets mm-hmm. termed HIT, H-double-I-T. Um, and there's protocols such as, uh, you know, Tabatas and things like that, which are basically a bout of work followed by a bout of rest. And um, there's different methods of doing it, which I prefer a, a short burst of work for around 20 to 20 to 40 seconds, followed by a longer rest period of a minute or more repeated. But there is, you know, there's a hundred studies into a hundred different ways of doing um, hit, yeah. hit training, but let's just, call it as it is it's high intensity interval training done mm-hmm. so it's bout of work done with a bout of rest and then the opposite of that which um is uh low intensity uh, steady state training um l-i-s-s list um which would be um a, a jog at a pace that you can handle for you know half an hour or more um yeah or a walk or just general activity, I think is a, a, a good way of terming it really, you yeah. know, low intensity exercise yeah. could just so that, be. That's what I've done this morning. I just literally yeah. walked 50, 50 minutes at a slow intensity. So that would be, yeah. and if we want to really put a little bit more of a, of a definition on it, should we say, if you're doing this, so low intensity cardio, um, really, really, you should be looking at 120 to 150 beats for 30 to 60 minutes. That would be uh, a, a good guideline. So to, if you're looking at your max, you're looking at 220 minus your age, and then you know you, you could look at 60, 70%. But then anything higher than that, then you could argue that you start to venture into that more glycolytic state. Yeah. All right? So, I mean, if, if people haven't got those sort of tools available to them, the heart rate monitors yeah, working and stuff, uh, then I'm, you could just go on your breath. Like if you're, yeah, breathing, if you can, t- yeah, yeah, if you yeah. can talk in a full sentence whilst you're doing it, yeah. then uh, you're probably doing lists. And if you, you're restricted to yeah. one or two word answers to a question, you're, um, 
you're in a, a state of like high intent, higher intensity. Yeah, it's, it's a talking pace, talking pace. Yeah, that, that's talking what you would pace. describe it. But yeah, so intervals, as many protocols, you can do like 30 seconds on, 10 seconds off. But I, I think, uh, to be honest with you, a lot of those protocols, and I, I start, started doing Tabata's when it first came out. I think it was like 2007 or so. Yeah. And, 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 and they're really hard if you're done them properly, right? Because if you're doing properly, and now Ooh. you also follow some of Dan John's programs, I've done like a, a Tabata, I've done it once, <laughs> you know, like a Tabata <laughs> yeah. on a front squat. You, yeah. wanna, you yeah. know, you, you get to around five or six. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know if you can finish it, if you got yeah. the right weight. The, um, the, the original, because um, I've got listeners here who, will, who do Tabatas with me, but they're tweaked. I've, I've, I, I yeah, they're too do... hard otherwise. Let, let, yeah, they're too know. hard. So the, the original Tabata was supposed to be done with a single exercise for eight sets, right? Yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. I, I've changed it to a superset for four sets. So you'll do yeah. eight, eight bouts of work. Yeah. But it might be, it might be um, a push-up followed by a squat jump. Push up, yeah. squat, jump, push up, squat. But that way you can do them. You can do an entire workout. You can do four minutes like that. So each yeah. one of them, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, eight times. So four minutes, have a minute mm-hmm. off or two minutes off, do another one. But then you're not really working at that 100% are you because it's not you, sustainable. You're giving the legs, a, for a, my example just there, you're giving the chest a rest whilst you do the squat yes, jumps and you're exactly. giving the legs a rest. Um, but it's still gassy. Like it's still no, going to no, get you. For sure, for sure. And no, no, I, I, I use those as part of my training as well. And then, so instead, I, a list would be like 50, 60%, you know, for like, you know, 30, you know, 60 minutes or so, okay? So basically, the, the arguments there are that the hit gives you a bigger afterburn, right? So because it elevates your heart rate a lot higher than just doing steady states, in theory, what would happen is, it'll take you, because the body's going to return to homeostasis, that means your heart rate is going to be returned back to normal, your body temperature back to normal, your blood pressure back to normal. So all of those things, when you cause more disruptions, it elevates your metabolism for longer. Yeah. Right? So that's also yeah. known as uh, post-oxygen consumption, so EPOC. But you use more carbohydrates as fuel, whereas when you do a list, so low, in, low steady intensity, low intensity, you're using more fat primarily as fuel. But then that will also depend on the intensity. That is, if yeah. you're doing a walk and you only, let's say, get your heart rate at 90, 100, 110 beats per minute, you're going to be burning more fat than doing a jog at 150 beats per minute, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so that, that's the main difference. When we talk about fat loss is, okay, which one is better? And... I think that they're both good. I think that you, I think that the more variety you have in your training, the more fun it is. Mm, so lift 100%. weights one day, do intervals another. Mm. Uh, why even not do a weight training for 40 minutes and finish off with a sort of Tabata, right? Yeah, you know, I think that's a common, a common thing. I, I do it all the time with my guys. We lift and do a, um, you know, a, tra- a training circuit as such, like we used to do, Dave. And yeah. then, um, and then finish, and then put a finisher in. You know, the, the common term is a finisher, right? So, whether it be a, a single Tabata or um, just even, I, I actually really like uh, hit hit sessions. So, um, high intensity training to finish. So, just one single set of something high intensity. So, if I'd done a leg session to finish with a single set 
of as many walking lunges as you can. So um, starting with a Bulgarian bag or a barbell on your back, um, walking until you can't anymore and then drop the, drop the weight. Don't, don't rest, but go straight into the, uh, a lighter, you know, a drop set. So you've dropped the weight and you've carried on and then you're done. That's me. That's how I like to finish a session. Um, and that's an an option. It's a, a, just another form of, you know, uh, interval trade. Well, not interval, but, uh, intense training, right? Yeah. No, no, for sure. I I think that if you're talking about the, the benefits and, uh, you know, of both, I think that interval training can be more fun than just yeah. steady state, yeah. unless you enjoy steady state, of course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like steady state like this morning, I just put a podcast and I just, I just walk mm. or just run. Mm. The, the thing is with the high intensity training is that it's hard, it's harder. So oh, it takes wow. longer to recover. So it comes, to, it comes to a point where, you know, it might be fun once or twice a week, but then if you start doing it every day, you might be okay for a while, but then the rate of injury and all, all these things do increase, especially as you advance with age, right? Yeah. And in, an intense training is a skill as well. I think a lot of people yeah. forget that I often take intense training sessions to 10 people in front of me, right? And the fittest person in there, the most um, experienced person in there is fucked, like done, yeah. done, done. Yeah. And then you've, I've got a newbie who's like, oh, what's the big deal? I'll tell you what the big deal is. He did it correctly. You know, put the effort in. The right effort, he didn't said. Yeah. understand, yeah. you know. And yeah. it's not even just, it's not that they're not trying, it's they just probably don't understand yeah, what don't it takes, it. you know. Yeah. They don't have yeah. it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's it, a certain... It, it, ele- it takes a while to, you know... Yeah, and, and, there's and, a certain and, level of fitness uh, required to be even be able to do high intensity yeah. intervals. Right? No, for sure. And, and you know what? Ultimately, the other thing as well, and it comes with experience, is that depending on who you're training, but if it's just for fitness that you're doing it, then also use something that is easier to perform, easier in a way of technique. So if you do that on an airdyne, a part that is super hard, but is a lot, the skill is a lot easier yeah. than doing it on swings or snatches or things like that, or even mm-hmm. burpees, because you see yeah. people doing it on burpees, and as you get tired, yeah. those burpees look horrible, and the yeah. rate of injury dramatically increases. Mm-hmm. And that is one problem, for example, that a lot of strength coaches would have with things like, uh, like like CrossFit, for instance, is that once you start to, to be fatigued, banging out uh, a lot of box jumps, banging out a lot of uh, you know swings or snatches, all of these things that require a lot of skill, the rate of injury is gonna is gonna increase a lot more. But anyway, um, let's uh, should we should we look a little bit at what the science says, and then we can uh, we can answer questions a bit more about about that specifically. Yeah. Go on and tell me, mate. Yeah. Okay. So I've just looked at a couple of couple of uh, couple of studies here. So what we what we said earlier is that one of the reasons why proponents of HIIT training say that it is superior is because of that epoch. So because you elevate your heart rate higher, all of these things, so that will make you burn more calories throughout the day. And that's one thing that we also used to believe as well when we first heard, heard about that. It yeah. is true, Tim, but it actually isn't as dramatic as what a lot of people thought originally, yeah. Yes, yeah. And, I, I, and I was quite surprised as well because I thought it was quite a, quite a bit high as well, to be honest with you, okay? So HIIT at uh, 70% uh, VO2 max or 80% maximum heart rate, 
okay, which is quite high, right? Very, so 80% uh, is, yeah. is, is pretty high, okay? Mm. The epoch lasted for, all, uh, lasted for seven hours and it was only 80 calories extra a day. 80 a day is nothing, it's is a it? Day. It's not that much, really. <laughs> it's nothing. But, yeah, but listen, the problem is, also with that study team, is that, do you know how long those, that workout lasted? How long? 80 minutes. Eight zero? Eight zero. So that's over an hour, an hour 20. Whoa. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of hits. And a mm. lot of people won't be able to sustain that, that intensity no. or don't have no. the time to do that. Because no. like I said before, one of the advantages of doing intervals is that you can do 20 minutes. That's how it was sold originally, right? I wouldn't do it for like 80 was... minutes, you know? No, 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 no. <laughs> Anyway, and, and if you're doing PT, you, your sessions is only, only an hour at the most anyway, anyway yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. In fact, well, I'll tell you what I do with my clients at the end. In fact, if, if, when, they, when they've got time. So uh, really, it's not, it's not that, you know, it's not really, it, it wasn't that dramatic, uh, unfortunately. Okay. So you're you, going to tell us about lists now? Are you going to tell us lists or shall I yeah, add something? Yeah, no, them? but what I was going to say, if, if your session was only 40 minutes, for example, then you're only burning 40 calories extra. <laughs> so yeah. is, you know, and what is that uh, in terms of food? I mean, piece of fruits, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it's not going to be that much. Right. Um, okay. No, I've, uh, I've got, I've actually, I looked at, um, 30 minutes of hits, for example, or 30 minutes of lists, um, might be the, you know, actually, um, it might be the same calories. Um, it's, it's just that it just gives you that, that little bit higher of the epoch. And, um, I've, I've looked at some, uh, some calories per hour for some different activities. So walking, for example, for one hour was three to 400 calories. Running was 600 calories per hour. Cycling about 600 as well. Rowing mm. 840. Mm. Swimming was 600 and skipping was a thousand. Okay. Yeah. So what uh, what I looked in terms of calories as well expenditure was that for a 185 pound man, so that's about 80, 80 kilograms or so. Uh, running at eight minute mile pace burned 550 calories in 30 minutes. Right? That's, that's good going. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I think that's in general anything above 300, 350 calories in half an hour, you, you're doing pretty well. But, yeah. Um, you know, that's not a bad pace. However, mm. When you do uh, weight training, that is only 266 calories in 30 minutes. And, but I would say, I would question that a little bit and say, how do you do your weight training? Because that's one exactly. thing that I've got a little bit when, with these apps because I've, I've tracked my, my workout through my, through my track, through my tracker. The tracker is my sleep and everything else. And when I, when I do weightlifting and I, let's say I've been doing a really hard session team. I've been super setting. I've done squats. I've done, you know, bench and chin ups, super set rows and other things. Should You there, mate? You're frozen. Might be my internet, you know. Which part, uh, which part yeah. did you hear? We're back, mate. We're recording again. Um, 
Yes. Yeah, so we got to um, you talking about your intense training. So, you, you know, if you're weightlifting quickly, supersetting big exercises, yeah. compound movements, I yeah, think that, yeah. you're right in there. They're saying that, you know, the, the calorie burn is higher. Yeah, the calorie burn, you know, it, it is high. And you can argue that then, then again with muscle as well, with, with weight training in, in, our, in that perspective as well, the, the more intensity you're going to be training, the more disruption you're causing and the more the epoch on that. But mm. I don't have any figures for that because I have not looked at that specifically. So I'm sorry, we can look at it uh, another time. So the other thing uh, that I found was 20-minute run at a moderate heart rate versus sprint. The sprints were 20-meter sprints right didn't really say how much recovery in between but it was 20 minutes 20 minutes sprints, 20 multiple meters. times yeah multiple times and after seven weeks the cv this is for overall calories burned the cv group burned 4410 calories overall doing a workout right yeah whether with a sprint in how long in seven weeks it was only weeks, like a okay. couple of workouts a week, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and the sprint was nine hundred and seven. Okay. So I don't know. Then again, you have to look at when you look at these studies. How do they measure it? Because they're only measuring, for example, the the intensity wise the sprint, but then you're not doing anything in between. Whether with the cardio, you're moving along a lot more. And 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 I think that you see it all comes down to intensity. And I've gone on a couple of studies that we can exactly. talk about. But when you see people at the gym, Tim, and listen, I don't want to criticize anyone. You know, if you go into the gym to make any any gains in your health, uh, we're gonna be happy about that. You know, we're gonna be yeah, uh, you're doing more than most. Yes, exactly. But when you're doing, and again, guys, if this is assuming that you wanna improve your body composition, you have no injuries or any other medical conditions, right? And you go to the gym otherwise, and you do a set. And then you talk five minutes, you might take a couple of pictures, you do another set. Yeah. Then that is not going to be very, very effective at all. Right? Of course. In the other hand, if you're tackling the weights hard, and let's say you you are, you know, a guy or a girl, doesn't matter, and you do a set on your on the rowing machine, even like like a seated row machine weighted, right? And then you stand up and you got your dumbbells and you go, you know, set of uh, shoulder press, latch raises, you rest 30 seconds. You, and you're working that way, you're going to get a lot more work done at a high intensity, which is going to be mm. better for fat burning than, mm. than sitting on the weights. And I've seen this as well with my training team, unfortunately. Sometimes when you do plan to get stronger and you're going to need those three, four minutes in between, okay, because if you want to get stronger, like I said before, it also depends on your goal. You can't be banging out set after no. set with no rest because then you're not going to gain strength, right? So especially yeah, exactly. when I'm trying strength, to get... Strength training and fat loss are kind of a, a, a opposing, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. opposing goals, aren't they? Yeah. yeah Although, so you, you know, if you're enjoying strength training and it's something that you're doing well and you eat well with it, you'll look better. Whether yeah, you no, lose weight or not doesn't matter, right? Absolutely. But yeah, if you want to get stronger on a deadlift, for instance, and it's, and it's a big compound move, you got to rest your nervous system and your nervous system will mm. take longer than, than 30 seconds, right? It, it'll take, you know, two to, two to three minutes at least and you get a rest. It doesn't look like you're doing a lot, but if you're doing a one rep max, actually, you're going to get your heart really up in, in, that, in that one or two mm. reps, right? But if you're bench pressing and you're not really maxing out, then you sit on a bench, you're not really doing that much. And, and unfortunately, then again, I don't want to criticize people. We've all done that. But people that go to the gym, for example, just to train their biceps, 
I'm thinking, well, you know, could there be maybe something else better that yeah. you can do? Unless you're a bodybuilder and that is, is, a, is a part that, that you got to address. But anyway, I mean, yeah. let, let's not get too much off topic here. So um, then I got another study with moderate overweight man who lost eight pounds in three months doing 30 minutes hits compared to, 30, compared to 60 minutes at a low intensity. Right. Did they have two groups? Was there a group doing less and a group doing yeah. hit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the rec recommendations were uh, 30 to 45 minutes or more yeah. intensity uh, for five days. Okay. okay. And the guys that uh, they worked at the, the higher intervals, so they had a, um, a greater fat loss and had 6% more calories um, burnt during the session. Basically. Okay. 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 So that's uh, that's another uh, another study here that, that I found. And I mean, then, we, um, we've got to make sure we don't sort of. Uh, well, let's do another study in a second. But I think yeah. I'll just address now that um, it's important for people to keep an eye on the the goal, right? So whether you're doing, if you're doing weight training versus list versus hit or whatever. Um, the one thing and the feedback I've had before from, uh, from new clients starting who wanted to lose weight is yeah. my sessions are quite intense. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them are quite intense and, um, it leaves them with no energy for the rest of the day. So their daily activity, their, their burn, their calorie burn for the rest of the day from a, just a move perspective mm -hmm. drops. So they literally get in and collapse on the sofa for half an hour after a, yeah. an intense training session and their general activity comes down. Now, if that happens, it's probably worth looking at doing a less intense training session yeah. that allows you to keep moving. You know, I, you know, if, if it's, if it's as, if it's as far as like, if you take it as far as um, it prevents you, uh, you know, if you train so hard that you can't walk to work, you're probably better off training less hard so that you can still walk to work. Do you know what I mean? You've frozen again, mate. I don't know whose internet it is. It might be mine. So did you get that, mate? Um, did you hear my uh, point there on the, 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 the last bit I just said that got, that got recorded yeah. was if, um, if you're training so hard, that you don't that you can't walk to work anymore. You're probably you're yeah. probably better for fat loss. You're probably better off training less hard so you can still walk to yeah. work. I just want to put yeah. the science into into yeah. you know general people's um, uh, perspectives yeah. because yeah. Uh, you know I think people need to hear anecdotal things and be like oh that that's me. You know I, I sometimes do that. I sometimes do an intense training session. I train that hard that I don't move for the rest of the day. Well that's counterproductive to fat loss. No yeah. doubt about it because. We yeah. know for fat loss, general activity needs non-exercise activity thermogenesis yeah. is probably more important. <laughs> the most important. Yeah. You know that that will burn more calories than anything else. If we could turn a, a if we could turn a, an office worker into a bricklayer, yeah. all of a sudden their out their output um, and if they yeah. don't change their input to um, to counteract it, would be uh, the, the result would be fat loss, right? Yeah, I mean we, we spoke about this in a previous uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, we did. That yeah. ultimately. It is important to to keep moving throughout the day. You mm. could argue that it's actually better to do little and often, even if it's just walking. You yeah. know, a lot of walking, 
yeah. during the day than just doing a really hard session and then sitting down for the rest of, of the day. And, yeah. th- and that is true because you could go and do a really, really hard session. And then you psychologically, even if, if you're not completely beaten in, in your body that you could actually move, but psychologically you think, oh, I've done a really hard session. I can sit down the, the, you know, the whole day today or can even allow myself to eat a little bit more and all that, which might be true, but depend then again on your goal. If your goal is to weight loss, is to lose weight, then you always have to uh, keep, keep an eye on that. But did you have a couple of questions there, Tim? Um, yes, mate, yeah. So um, I did just put up on Instagram asking for yeah. general questions regarding weight loss or fat loss. I said that we was going to have a chat about this. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what come up. One was, I'll just, before I can pull them up, I know that one of them was, um, I've lost weight and but still look flabby. And it wasn't even a question, that was just a statement. Um, But it's worth mentioning that, um, as we know, as we talk about a lot, weightlifting for... um, might not uh, be the most effective way of burning fat whilst you're training, but it'll certainly leave you looking better in the long run when you do Mm -hmm. eventually lose fat, you know? Um, Simply because we know that you can, you don't just want to lose fat. You want to, uh, you want to gain muscle to to get this toned look that everybody keeps telling me about that uh, I'm yet to, uh, you know, define when I ask people to tell me what toned is and they they don't really understand what it means. We know that it is basically a a lack, a lack of fat and having some muscle. That's, that's the toned look that people are after. Um, so yeah, that um, I think that is simply simply answered by saying lift weights, don't just lose weight. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Here, here I've got a question. I won't say who it's from, but <laughs> I know who it is. It says, uh, "Is weightlifting for tone and and cardio for fat loss?" Which we kind of just addressed then. And I'll put anecdotal stuff on it on top of it and say, first of all, do the one that you most enjoy. And, mm-hmm. uh, and also bear in mind that, yes, cardiovascular movement activity is going to probably result in faster weight loss. But um, the one ultimately, the one that you enjoy, if you're in a calorie deficit, is the best one to uh, is, is the best one for you to go for in the short in the in the initial stages of weight loss, you know, if you get into that point of looking flabby and still having lost weight, then hit the weights harder. If you're getting stronger and stronger and probably not losing much weight, you probably need to throw in some cardio on top of your, uh, on top of your weight training. Yeah, no, I I agree completely. Um, I'll get into, I'll go, I'll go through them. There's only four. They're probably all quite simple actually. Um, yeah, this this one for you, Dave. Uh, my fat's all around my belly. How do I lose that that part specifically? Again, I know know who it is, but I won't say who it is. Mm. It's and a common one, that is. <laughs> I, I mean, I've got something yeah. to say on it, but you go first. Yeah. So then again, we could tackle it on the nutrition side, uh, the exercise side. So so both really. Um, I. I, you know, really found that doing fasted cardio in the morning to be a really good way to to lose more fat around the waist. Okay. So then again, if this person has time, I would, you know, wake up in the morning, have a have an espresso, and get out and do some some fasted cardio. 
Yeah. Now, even, even just walking first thing in the morning can be great, right? So if you could walk 30, minimum 30 minutes up to an hour, that could be a really, really good way to, uh, to mobilize more body fat from the waist. Then again, if, if, you, if you prefer... Is there any doing, science uh, for that, Dave? Have we got any science for that? Yeah, I mean, we have in a way that when you, when you are fasted, you tend to mobilize more fats uh, around the waist. It has been shown. I've, I've, actually, um, I've actually looked at something before that was saying about that. Um, I can't remember. I had, I had, I had looked at... Uh, I had a look before at a, uh, at a journal, I don't know what I, what my notes are, but basically, yeah, if you train fasted, it's been shown to liberate more lipogenesis. So breaking down more fats and mobilize, so increase oxidation. So mobilize the fat and use it as fuel compared to yeah. fast to, to, to fed. So that means you want to be in the absence of insulin. So insulin is going to be down and studies show that that's going to be at least six hours fasted. Right, because sometimes people get a little bit confused, and two hours it won't not cut it. It's gonna yeah, be so. In the mornings, nice, isn't it? You, you know, if you've not in, eaten yeah. overnight. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the the problem is that stubborn fat is always a little bit harder to burn, right? Because you got different fat cells. You got the uh, alpha cells and the beta cells, and uh, and I think I can't remember. I always get confused, but. Uh, I think the beta cells are the ones that, uh, that are, no, the alpha cells are a little bit harder to burn. So you might have more of, of, of one type of cell. So yeah, definitely doing cardio first thing in the morning would help, you know, watching your, your calories intake throughout the day, you know, making sure that you, you create that deficit and not too much of a deficit as we spoke before, maybe starting out on about 300 calories. And then uh, I also like to do, you know, weightlifting for that. So weight training in, in general, uh, some, mm. some sprints, uh, as we said. Don't think you need to do a lot, a lot of abs because that's, that's, that's one of those myths that, yeah, and you it know. It can be counterproductive, uh, actually, you know, yeah, too much yeah. abs. It's, first of all, it's, a, it's a, a bit of a waste of time in the gym. Not that it's a waste, but you yeah, could be doing no. things that are more geared towards fat loss. Yeah, and yeah. If, you, if you're even moderately lean like myself and yourself, and, and you yeah. do want a, a, a sort of tapered waist and, and to look leaner around your waist, thick, thick obliques and a thick trunk um, is not going to leave you looking like that in a shirt, right? You're going to end up yeah. looking uh, wide. I mean, I'll add now that um, during lockdown, these last three or four weeks now, I've lost weight. And um, the last thing to go on myself is um, the, the strip between my sternum and yeah. my, my belly button down the middle, it go, I get lean from the outside of my belly in to the middle. And honestly, I, I don't, I don't buy into any, uh, any specific protocols from a, from a nutrition or, or a fit or a training point of view. It's just a case of losing more weight. And as I get yeah. leaner and leaner, that no, no, eventually sure. comes. You know? But uh, sorry, I've, I found that study now. So it, it is a faster CV, so faster cardio, decreased body fats, um, as it, as you utilize more energy uh, from using more like policies, so you're burning fats, and studies show that actually you increase blood flow to the abdominal region, so that okay. is increased when fasted, and that will help you burn that stubborn fat. Okay, so less 
less blood flow to the muscle or to, to the fascia, we say you are releasing less of those fat burning chemicals. Okay. So it, it is, it is also been shown to, uh, you know, to improve body composition from, from that side. And I've seen it on myself as well. I, I do find that it really helps if you've got okay. time, right? Cool. If you've got time. Let's get on to the next question, which was, yeah. um, I mean, we briefly talked about it. Uh, okay, the last one. Uh, what foods help fat loss? I've got something to say on this. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, let me say um, first. Let me say first of all, stop looking for yeah. foods to put into your body to lose fat. Start taking foods out of your body yeah, to lose fat. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, it could take it away. If you, if from a nutritional point of view, if we want to say, I'm not going to talk about supplements so much, but. Um, Little hacks that, that help, for example, to increase insulin sensitivity. We spoke about this in previous shows. He's doing like vinegar. So, you know, like you saw me sipping this morning. I've done my fasted walk, which was 50 minutes. Now I've got some hot water uh, with ginger and a splash of vinegar. Why vinegar? Is because vinegar has been shown to decrease, to increase sorry, insulin sensitivity. So it decreases the risk of diabetes and things like that just because it makes your body more sensitive. So when okay. you eat later, later on, right? The same can be seen by adding cinnamon. So if you're doing breakfast or, or things like that, you can have some cinnamon. And that's also been shown to, to do similar, similar effects. Um, you know, you utilize more uh, of that sugar and, produce, and, and dispose that into your muscle cells compared to fat cells. And, and then in general, uh, you, you know, in, in terms of food, the, the, should we always say, I mean, like, you know, the poison, the poison is in the dose, right? Yeah. This, this, if you eat well and you don't eat too much, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be in a, in a fat, um, in a fat loss, uh, should we say, mode. If you can eat, however, even really good foods, and if you eat too many of them, then you're going to be in a high, you know, in a hypercalorie state, right? Yeah. I, I made this example a little while ago. I like to eat, you know, what I think, what I believe to be good food in a way that I try to eat minimized pro, processed. I, I try to get, you know, free range organic when, whenever possible. I eat vegetables, most meals. I eat, uh, you know, fish and, and, you know, lean meats, should we say. I also have a steak, you know, from time to time. But uh, I eat a lot of fish generally and vegetables, uh, you know, things like that. However, I could overdo the olive oil. And like I said earlier, 100 grams of olive oil, guys, is 900 calories. How easy is it to have yeah. even 300 calories of olive oil without knowing it? And it's not junk food, but it, it, it no. adds on, right? Exactly. So I, to answer that question, is bit, do I little hacks like that? In terms of supplements, chromium comes to mind, tends to be a good one to, to do the same things. It helps uh, predispose more nutrients in in the um, in the muscle less in the fat so in, ter in terms of food you're looking for those you're looking for those that will help you uh increase that insulin sensitivity so you can do those with a meal or before meal but in terms of um yeah in, in terms of food i would say low glycemic is is one thing that will come to mind so keeping your blood sugar levels uh, is always very very important because we want to avoid huge spikes in insulin because when that happens, then we are going to be. Mm, lost you, mate. You there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've, I've got one. I'll, I'll, I'd set a challenge for, 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 from a food intake point of view. 
Are you there, mate? You've frozen. Dave? Are you there? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Yes, mate. Um, so I'd, I'd say this. Um, forget, well, you know, like totally aside from Dave there, um, I'd say if you can eat three servings a day um, of a food that is zero calories, it will highly help massively help with um you with help with keeping you in a calorie deficit when i'm i've mentioned it before um i've made a large portion of my breakfast up this morning from zero calorie food so i had 100 grams of salmon uh, smoked salmon and i put up uh, chopped up tomatoes chopped up cucumbers chopped up peppers on it now that felt like a big meal it took me five minutes to eat it was a lot of like chewing but i've just put it into a calorie calculator and it's 200 calories and I feel full, I, you know, I feel like I've eaten at that. And all, all I've really counted for calorie-wise there is 100, 100 grams of salmon. If you do that with another meal or two throughout your day, if you have a 100, 150, 200 gram portion of um, a protein, whether it be chicken, fish, steak, whatever, and add up, add, add on a, a ton of, um, of foods that are satiating, satisfying, make you feel full, um, then uh, you'll you'll it will reduce the likelihood of you overeating massively. I've um, um, I've had a few bags of uh, you know like sugar snap peas and yeah the small ones. I've had them in my fridge for a while, and it's been because when I first I didn't find them, but I started buying them again about a, a month or two ago, and I'd have a bag as a snack. And I, and I was feeling, and I'd feel really full for hours afterwards. And I couldn't remember what I'd last eaten. And, I, you know, it, it really does, you know, the fiber, the, and, and obviously it's a healthy food to have in the house. It really does help with not overeating. If you're a snacker like I am, um, even having healthy snacks, like there was a discount on protein bars last week in, uh, in, a, oh, yeah. in a shop, but they're 200 calories a piece, you know, and if they're nice tasting and palatable, and you've got a sweet tooth like me, I could eat two or three of them a day. And before you know it, that's my calorie deficit gone. Yeah. Whereas if I have yeah. that bag of sugar snap peas, still tasty and it keeps me fuller for longer and it's a zero next to zero calories. You, but you see, what you're talking about there with, with the salmon and the vegetables, you made an example, you ultimately have a nutrient dense food. Dense food. Yeah. Okay. Because you could argue that if you don't have that, instead of that, let's say you would have had, um, you know, something that, cereal, whatever. you know, cereal, something that is really high in sugar. You got a couple of things ha happening there. First of all, it's not going to be very nutrient dense. So yeah. what that means, because you're not having adequate amounts. And let's say that if you're looking at, at that overall in your diet, because if this is just one meal, it might not be, you know, much, uh, much of a difference. But if your diet overall re relies on those types of foods, which are not going to be nutrient dense, what I mean by that, you're not getting sufficient amount of protein, you're not getting adequate amount of essential fatty acids, you might be deficient in certain uh, minerals and vitamins. Mm. Guess what? Even if mm. you eat 10,000 calories a day, you've, your body can still be starving of macronutrients and mm. nutrients. And that can then still signal the, the body that wants to have food because it's not getting enough nutrients, right? Yeah, sure. So that's another way we, we can tackle that. The other thing is, apart from being nutrient dense, the, the food that you referred to before, the, the, the salmon, is that 
protein is highly satiating. Okay, yeah, the protein so and, and yeah, protein and the uh, and obviously the uh, the, yeah, the veg as and well, the fiber yeah. and the fiber. So what what one advice you would tell people, uh, you know, I would say to people is that eat protein and fat. Uh, sorry, uh, well, fat as well, but protein and fiber with every meal. Yeah. Okay. So like I said before, try to keep your sugar, your glycemic index down. What I mean by that is if you eat foods that are going to be high in fiber because the fiber takes longer for the body to break that down, it keeps you fuller for longer. Yeah. Instead of having something that is, is really, really, you know, quickly absorbed. We spoke about this before. You could drink 2,000 calories of Coca-Cola and yes, you'd be starving. You yeah, eat 200 calories of a snack like that and you're going to be good for a few hours, right? Yeah. And it's, it's so, again, I'm talking to my, my audience, my members now and stuff. Yeah. It sounds so um, obvious. It sounds so boring. It sounds like a typical fitness trainer's answer. Like have a, yeah. have a, that's essentially a salad for breakfast. And a lot of people wouldn't be able to do it or they'd, they'd laugh at that. But yeah. if you are serious about losing weight, it's one of the first things I'd go to is sort your breakfast out. You know, I often used to yeah. say to people, um, I mean, I've been through phases of following different gurus, you know, Paula Quinn and, 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 and people that, were, you know, talk to that sort of stuff. And, you know, they, they've done the steak and nuts breakfast and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And essentially it's just been more protein, less calories yeah. and, and clean and cleaner, more. Yeah. Cleaner. I mean, the, the, the steak for breakfast, the polykin that used to advise, I mean, that's not going to be very practical for a lot of people. Right? No. no. And, and let's be honest, it's expensive. Well, right? actually, I, I mean, I, my, my breakfast, I've tried to get my breakfast. I'll put it in English terms for about, I try and have a breakfast that costs about, two quid maybe two pound fifty if i can you know and i know that's not particularly cheap like a lot of people have cereal and a, and a box of cereal yeah. last them two weeks and it will cost less than that but sorry you know uh, two and a half quid three quid at the most and i've found steak um i've found a, a, a bunch of steaks minute steaks thin steaks like more closer yeah. to cut like bacon um and actually and if i throw a handful of nuts on it in the pan it's, it makes for a nice breakfast, I think, it, oh, yeah. and it's and it's not too bad. It's it's not like I'm cooking a filet mignon for um for my breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ribeye. No, no, but I I I think for most people, let, let's be honest, it's not going to be very practical. Mm. People are not going to be wanting to do that. They might not have the appetite to do that first thing in the morning. As a nutritionist, uh, that I'm now becoming soon, that would not be you know. If, if during my, my consultation in exams, if I made that recommendation, I think that my teacher would be like, okay, would be like, oh, really? just, because <laughs> well, it, yeah. just because it's unpractical, impractical. I, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it is. And, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing leftovers. For example, if you got some left, leftover salmon or things like that, I would often make that recommendation to people. Yeah. And don't get uh, me wrong. I'm not subscribing to the, it's a magic breakfast. Like I think Poliquin used to teach it was, this that and the other it would increase testosterone and do all sorts of magical stuff i don't subscribe to that at all what i'm saying is that is it keeps me satiated for a long period of time mm -hmm. it's nutrient dense it's um oh, yeah. uh, you know it, that, and that's that's all i'm saying yeah. and i would say and i've you know we've not done the carnivore diet yet have we but um i'd say to anybody who's subscribing to the likes of um, the carnivore diet or eating a ton of meat. And, and even to myself back in the day, 10, 10 years ago, I say, Tim, why don't you just add a handful of spinach to that steak? Just for some, mm. just for some like fiber, yeah. some micronutrients, some, 
some health because the, although the steak's not bad for you, there's a there's a bunch of stuff that it's missing, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you, you could argue, you could argue that too. Oh, sorry. And um, sorry, Tim, one second. Sorry, mate. Sana. Laptop. Yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Everything going on this morning was uh, the laptop wasn't plugged in. No worries, that's fine. Um, so where was we? Yeah, you was about to say something on top of my uh, steak, my steak recommended breakfast, mate. You there, mate? Yeah, I'm back. Can you can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sound. Yeah. Um, a few connection so you, issues there this morning. Yeah. Was there anything else we wanted to get into? Let's let's should we go back to training a little bit for the last yeah. five minutes? Okay. So, should we talk about um, did you know the other thing I think that since we've been talking about this all morning really is. Um, for me personally, if I, if I were, were to give advice to people, now let's say if somebody had four or five days a week to train, how, how, why can't you not put all of these strategies together? Yeah. So I'll tell you my ideal plan, Tim, and then, then see what you think. So let's say that somebody would have four days a week to exercise, right? Yeah. As, as exercise, we mean going to the gym. Then why not do two weight training sessions a week and then do two sessions where you're actually doing more hits and conditioning and things like that. So we can mm. um, explain what that means. So weight training, uh, one, one moda, modality that I would like for people is if you do two training sessions a week on the weights, you do one day, it might be a upper body day and one day it might be a lower body day. Although yeah. I also like to do a full body. What that means is I go in, <clears throat> I might start on a squat, then I might go on the incline bench mm. with dumbbells or barbell. Then I might do some rows. I might do some shoulder press and that will mm. be a full body day. And then the next time I go into the gym, I'm going to work a steel foot body, but I'm going to tackle it at different angles. So if I've, if I've done squats one day, I might do a, a, a front squat compared to a back squat. Or I might do a deadlift. If I've done rows, I might do a pull down or chin up or, or pull up. If I done a shoulder press, I might do a seated shoulder press. So if I done a bench press, I might go incline, I might go flat, so dip. So I'm still working, you know, the body uh, on all, uh, all angles. And to keep that the muscle tone that we've been referring to, I like to do like four sets, eight, 10 to 12 repetitions. Keeping yeah. recovery 45 to 60 seconds. So that is not proper, proper strength because recovery is quite low for that. Yeah, but at, at the same time, I'm getting a good sweat. And yeah. then to finish that off, 
this is often what I do with clients. We said most sessions will last an hour. If, uh, if I've done a good session with a client, I've warmed them up and everything, and there's a follow-up uh, session that we're trying to do, and that client has a bit of time, and I have to go into my next session, I say, hey, how about you go now and you do 20 minutes walking or just sit on a bike and do 20 minutes of fat yeah. burning. So yeah. what, what that means, keep your heart rate down at you know, 130 beats per minute type of yeah. thing. Yeah. And, it, um, and I mean, if you, if you look at um, so, even a even a strength training session, like you said there, if the rest are kept to, to 45 to uh, 60 seconds, you'll probably get an average heart rate of, you know, up at what, 120 maybe, maybe even higher. Oh, you know, oh, a lot higher than that. I, I'll get my heart rate. I mean, an average, sorry. What? Of course, oh, the, average, set, sorry. the set, the set, oh, can, yeah. make, the set can yeah. get it up to your max. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. If you if you're only if you're letting it come down a little bit between your sets, your yeah. average heart rate might have been the same as doing a list session, yeah. I, I think you're burning quite a bit. I think for an eighty kilogram person, you uh, doing a session like that on on the weights, uh, let's say forty five minutes, you're probably looking at, I would say between five to six hundred calories easy, mm. right? Yeah. So, don't guys though. I'll just tell my guys now, my clients, and don't overestimate how many calories you're burning in sessions. No, you're better no, off no, being. No. You're better off being conservative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better off than yeah. looking at your watch, going, "Oh, I burnt a thousand calories." I dare you to go and eat a thousand calories. You'll be the yeah. size of an elephant in no time. <laughs> yeah. no, absolutely. And 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 the other two days of conditioning. Then then we can do the hits. And with hits, like like we, we spoke about before, I like to do different modalities. It can be forty seconds on, twenty seconds on. Uh, pick three exercises, go around three times each. So that's nine yeah. sets. Take mm. a, a few minutes off and repeat. Mm. So for example. That would look like if in the gym, get some butter ropes, butter ropes for 40 seconds, different techniques, rest 20 seconds, move on to uh, a medicine ball squat or thruster where you're yeah. squatting down and throwing the ball up in the air, do that for 40 seconds, rest 20 seconds. The third exercise might be a push-up even, for example, mm. right? So all things are that. And then once you're done, you completed your set, you have a two or three minutes rest and you move on to something different. You might, one that I like to do as well um, with the cardio, which is somewhere in between, you know, high intensity and intervals, is um, when uh, the gym was open, I liked the uh, skill meal, the curved treadmill. I don't know if oh, you've you know, got like, those. Like yeah, yeah. You, those are amazing. Yeah, yeah, really, are really great, like yeah. them. And the reason why I like them is because I can really feel my hamstrings when I run on them. You pull, right? Yeah, you yeah. pull in a lot. They are at a, at a natural incline, right? And because there's no motor, you gotta, you gotta keep it going, guys. So you gotta, yeah. you have to keep the momentum, yeah. and it's yeah. really, really hard, right? It's very good. So I'd often do like four hundred meters on, 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 on that, on the curve. Then I jump off. I go straight onto the airdyne. I do four forty calories on the airdyne. I jump off. I go on a rower, on a seated rower, and I do five hundred meters on a seated rower. And I repeat those three exercises and I give myself a time. I say, okay, I'm going to go as many rounds for 30 seconds. Yeah. And that will really get me burning a lot, a lot of calories, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll and, give you one of mine then if seen as yeah. we're trading, trading off uh, yeah. interval protocols. We've got, I mean, uh, the island where I live is uh, typically built in blocks like New, you know, New York or wherever. And it's a very strict sort of grid system. Um, and there's also a bridge that I run over and they both either the block, um, if you're listening and you know, the area around the park opposite gate towers and the bridge over at, um, the bridge to nowhere, as we call it, 
is about a 800 meter um, loop. So, and the length yeah. of the bridge is about the same. So what I do is, um, this is just a running drill. I run it and rest for the remainder of five minutes. So I do it on the five minutes, every five minutes for 25 minutes. So that's five times, um, five, either five times the block. So if the block takes me, takes me two and a half minutes to run. So I put in a, quite an effort there and I rest for two and a half minutes before I repeat it. If you run it and it takes yeah. you four minutes, you get one minute to rest. Basically it's a timed set and you um, rest for the remainder of five minutes. If you're not so fit and, and the, let's say the run takes you five minutes, it might just be a jog for you. Repeat it every eight minutes. So you get a three minute rest before you repeat it. Yeah. I mean, when I, did, when I spoke about a workout just before, it is really, really hard, even like for me. And I try to keep a pace of 70, 80% the whole time because yeah. often people do, will do the mistake of starting too fast. Yep. Very and say, common. oh, this is not too bad. It's only 400 Very meters. common, yeah. And, and then, you know, they go onto the bike and they smoked, right? So yeah, you, exactly. That, that is very, very, uh, very important. But it's something then, I push with my guys. Well, I know we're getting on for a long yeah, time here, but yeah. one, some, something I push with my guys is to get um, negative splits on, on stuff like that so that each, each work effort, if you're doing a circuit, comes in at getting you a better result than the previous because we want work throughout a session. If a, if a session is 45 minutes long, we, we don't want to fade in the first 20 minutes because the overall no. output of the session will be much less. I mean, how many times have you seen someone start training with you and die literally after two or three sets? Yeah. Um, and that basically is a written off workout. Then you, 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 if you're, if you're that smoked, um, you're, if you really smoke yourself, um, you're not it's funny be doing because uh, you know, like to Italy, I'll often go to um, to the local uh, CrossFit gym, uh, which is not yeah. Uh, and and I... you've frozen, mate. Easy is I'm not yeah, not not a CrossFit athlete or anything like that, but I'm, I've been used. To... I don't know. You know what? I've just thought it's the beginning of the week for us um, and it's midday. It might be that a lot of people are working from home online in this building, you know, might be, but it, it just, I know it seems to be yours that's dropping out. But anyway, um, let's just go back to that because I've got to edit this. So um, yeah, yeah. you was saying, you you know, you was about to tell an anecdote, I think, about you uh, going to Italy, going to the yeah, local. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so when I go to these gyms and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go in and there'll be a workout on the board and it'll be like, you know, so many pull-ups and so many box jumps and things like that, right? And, and there might be then at the end of the circuit uh, of a round, you, you go for a run and then you come back in and repeat, right? And, and I've been there and, and, I, and I know people, because this is my, my town and somebody that's just been, you know, starting back in the gym in the last six months and hasn't trained for, you know, for 10 years. And we start and we, you know, and this person might be ahead of me. And I think, wow, you know, he's, he's been doing good. And then two minutes in, <laughs> you know, they, they yeah. start slowing down. Yeah. Five minutes in and now they're stopping. Stop. Ten yeah. minutes in and then, and because they start too fast. Yeah. Right. Whether, you know, if you start and, and you maintain. So what I like to do is actually, I like to maintain a certain pace. And then the last five minutes or so, or last round, now I'm going to step it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so hard. You know what? To try and teach that to somebody. Yeah. I've got, yeah. I've got, I get clients come in and 
you know, my, bun- my, my, tr- my clients all look like a bunch of like, you know, <laughs> sort of, gr- they're all brilliant and they get so fit. If they keep coming, they get so fit and they look like a bunch of average Joes, like, you know, like real, like a normal gym. Like if you was to take a cross section, you know, we're not CrossFit crazy or anything like that, but everyone looks just a great, you know? And then you get a little whippet guy come in. I can think of a guy that joined me about a year ago, cardio king, like, and he went all out for the first round. We'd usually do a circuit three or four times and he'd kill it on the first session and then be dead on the second. And I've got a big whiteboard and I'll put up people's names and I'll do set one, set two, set three and put their score up on the air bike, right? So they might do a 40 second set and they get 12 calories, 12 calories, 13 calories, 15 calories. That's a good result in my book, right? So they've gone up every time. And then this little guy that thinks he's the boss turns up and he gets 20 calories on the first one and then he gets four calories on the next one, five calories on the next one, four calories (laughs) on the last one. And I have to explain to him that, look, you know, this person that's, that you trying to beat, essentially, you're trying to prove how much better you are than they ultimately, and I know calories isn't, it's, we're just using it as a unit of measurement now, right? It's just what the air bikes use. Um, Ultimately they've had a better workout there because every set has accumulated to more calories total than your guy. They're killing yourself on you. Ah, but this, that, and the other. Now, man, just train <laughs> smart, right? Sometimes it's really good yeah. to train smart and not. And on, not- on that point, I, I think the, the good thing of, of talking about intervals as well compared to to, car, to to study state is, like we said, you can't be doing high interval uh, intensity training all the time. So that's why twice a week would be good. And then the rest of the time, try and incorporate that steady state. The steady state, you can do it daily, really. You can go out. Yeah, exactly. That you don't need the rest and recovery from it so much. And and one of the reasons being is because anything that's going to be too high intensity, such as a HIIT training, is that it really elevates cortisol. And if you're doing that every day, not only increase the risk of injuries, mm. but we, we spoke about this before, you could actually downregulate your stress hormones and that can actually be counterproductive on the long term. Mm. Right? Yeah, so for sure. It's like anything. You got to use those, those training modalities uh, appropriately. So twice a week on a weight, twice a week on the intervals, and then the rest of the week, uh, you know, I like to do a run every other day, for example, you know, seven, eight K run or, or something like that. Yeah. And forget the fat loss benefits for a second. Let's just mention yeah. that the cardiovascular benefits of cardio are very important, right? Like yeah. I think that, I think the fitness industry and trainers, um, bodybuilding specific or sort of, uh, um, you know, aesthetic trainers that want to get people in stage competitive shape they forget yeah. how important it is to be able to run five kilometers without stopping you know i mean you know if what? you can't you know you're right tim I, I think i always had that in my mind even when i was doing more weights than now i always thought you know i, I always need to be able to run 5k yeah you know you you always have to, have to keep the baseline and to be honest with you that's going to help you a lot even when you do weights to recover yeah. or to do yeah. an extra couple yeah. of couple of reps yeah and and it's just you know important for the heart and, and things like that so you definitely my my biggest advice to people is is try to do a little bit of everything yeah. and even do like some mobility like every day i'll do i won't do a full session but i'll throw in some yoga flows like yesterday i'll, I'll I, I ran I, I did 50 minutes running I came yeah. back, I did, I did the five minutes uh, yoga flows and I'll do that before my weights or after my weights just to get that, that increased mobility really. 
Right, I'm going to, uh, well, let's sort of wrap things up there. And I was yeah. just going to mention about next week because I'll send on you, I'm going to, uh, we're going to talk a bit more about um, some training protocols. I've just, um, I mentioned it last week with Alex. I just listened to Ross Edgley's book about him swimming around the UK, which yeah. we know is crazy and neither of us are going to be doing it anytime soon. Mm -hmm. But um, what we'll do is have a look at some of the, uh, training principles he talks about uh, he breaks it down very well and I, if i send on you uh, send on to you some of the uh, training protocols he used in preparation for the for the uh, yeah. for the endurance race uh, for, for the endurance um, sort of feat um, and some of his nutritional stuff we could just generally maybe go over yeah. it in, uh, in 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 total i mean he's been on a couple of podcasts recently maybe you could have a listen to them and we'll uh, have a chat about his um, amazing sort of uh, swim around the UK. And I think there's things that we as, as trainers and our clients as people, you know, Joe public can learn from it. So I think uh, we should have a chat about that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, guys, a pleasure again, as always. Um, yeah, it's too. been coffee with coaches, myself and Dave. All right, mate.